Hello, everyone. This is uh, Stories in My Head. I'm your podcast host, Sarah Armstrong, and we're coming up on the last two episodes of Harvest of Love. Episode number five today, episode number six next week. And next week, when we start episode number six, I'm going to tell you about our next project, and it's going to be totally different from anything we've done before. It's actually going to be a true story from my own personal experience. So um, stay tuned. It's going to get interesting. But let's get back to Harvest of Love, Episode 5. Dorian Brad are married. Rose has gone off to visit her family. And they are there planting the wheat, living together as husband and wife in this arranged marriage. So... Episode 5, Harvest of Love. Let's go. The days and weeks passed quickly. Even with Dory's money, there was barely enough cash to replace the damaged seed. Grocery bills increased as they hired hands to plant and do the everyday maintenance. Dory convinced Brad that she bought everything with the money he gave her and provided receipts. The extra amount paid out of her pocket was her secret. While she admired his independence, his stubbornness was infuriating. Taking care of Samantha, cooking and cleaning became routine, and Dory found ways to organize her time so she could write her columns and send them off to David. Being so closely involved with farm work again, she found plenty of material for her articles. It was a hectic but content existence. The sniping and arguing with Brad degreased a good deal and provided a good environment for Samantha, and they settled into a level of comfort with each other. They shared meals discussing the events of the day and responding to Samantha's chatter about school and visits to her grandparents. And after dinner, they would sometimes watch TV or videos together or just sit in silence with Dory reading and Brad working on the books. It was Saturday. Most of the workers were off to town 
for the evening meal. Brad entered the back door and entered to the sight of Dory on a stepladder searching through the canned goods. It was a nice view, even from the back. Looking good for an old farm wife, Brad observed with a smile on his face. Dory turned quickly at the sound of his voice and let out a high-pitched squeal as she lost her balance and a can careened across the floor. Brad rushed forward and caught her as she fell. They were both laughing and trying to regain their balance. Brad's hands tightened around Dory's waist as she leaned against him, and their faces were inches apart. You should be more careful. Brad's voice was husky, and his smile flowed into his eyes. Dory could barely breathe. I, I was looking for chili beans. The kiss was gentle and soft at first, but as Dory's arms encircled his neck and Brad's hold on her waist tightened, it became deep and passionate. The smell of the simmering spices mixed with the earthy smell of the farm heightened the sensations. Brad stroked her back as she took his face in her hands. Dory's slow moan of pleasure fueled the embrace. Molded together, they stood lost in each other, barely aware of their surroundings. Dory! The sound of Samantha's voice and the patter of small feet descending the stairs broke the mood. They quickly moved away from each other. Brad rushed out of the back door. Dory turned and gripped the edge of the stove, somehow found her voice to answer, I'm in the kitchen, sweetheart. Samantha burst in with a drawing in her hand. Look, I drew me and you and Rosa and Daddy. That's beautiful, Sam. Dory composed herself as she finished preparing dinner and responding to Sam's chatter. Her mind was racing. What just happened? She'd never felt anything that intense in her life. Maybe it was just the proximity. They were living in the same house, sharing meals, spending time together. They shared history and childhood memories. Surely that was the explanation, but deep down she knew that wasn't the truth. Brad went to the barn and doused his head with cold water and took several deep breaths. He hadn't felt anything like that since Cynthia died. If Sam hadn't come in, they might have... Sam, he had to stop this now. Dory was leaving soon, and he was already too close to her, and she was too close to his daughter. If he got involved with Dory, it would make things much more difficult for everyone. She didn't belong on the ranch, didn't want to be there, no matter how much he might want her to stay. Dory, when I finish my bath, will you read me a story? Samantha queried. Honestly, Sam, sometimes I wonder who's taking the bath, me or you. Let's dry you off and I'll read you a story. What shall we read tonight? Dory asked. Doria had come to look forward to these moments with Sam. It would be painful to leave when the time came. Beauty and the Beast, Sam said emphatically. 
I like that story because it's like you and Daddy. What do you mean, Sam? Well, Beauty came to live with the Beast, and at first they didn't like each other, but then they fall in love, get married, and live happily ever after, Sam replied. Sam, real life isn't always like a fairy tale. Sam smiled confidently. I know. I know. But I know it will be this time. I can tell by the way Daddy looks at you. Really, Sam, you have such an imagination. Dory scoffed. With both story, reading, and bath completed, Dory returned to finish cleaning up the kitchen. And after that, she settled down in the den with the book. Since the kiss in the kitchen three weeks ago, Brad kept his distance. He was polite but said very little. They never talked about what happened and it hung between them like a cloud. Thinking about it made her head hurt, so she closed her eyes for just a few minutes. Dory woke with a start. Brad stood over her with a blanket. Sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. You look so peaceful. I, I didn't want to wake you up. Thanks, Dory stammered. I, I didn't hear you come in. I guess I was pretty tired. Dory, I, I can't thank you enough for what you've done these last weeks. You've been a real trooper. I never would have believed that. I, I mean that you could... Brad let his voice trail off as he dropped his head in embarrassment. You mean that a stuck-up prima donna can cook and clean and look after a child? You've been working so hard to save things, Brad. I couldn't let you down. Remember all of this. The marriage, my staying here, was all meant to save the farm. I made a commitment, and I'll hold up my end of the bargain. Dory replied, equally embarrassed. So you're only doing this for the farm? Brad inquired. Dory lowered her head so he couldn't see the truth in her eyes. The truth she didn't want to believe. Dory was falling in love with Brad. Well, for Samantha, too, she's such a precious little girl. And for you, Brad, I've watched you these past weeks, and I've seen how much this place means to you. I want you to be happy. Brad was staring down facing Dory, and took a deep breath. Start that again. Brad sat down, facing Dory, and took a deep breath before speaking. We need to talk about what happened. Yes, we do. We can't let that happen again. You're going to leave soon. It'll be hard on Sam. We, we, she really cares for you. Do you care for me, Brad? The question filled Dory's head, but never found a way to her lips. She wanted to ask, but feared the answer. Instead, she replied, You're right, Brad. The harvesting begins next week. The wheat will be sold, and the term of my father's will fulfilled. What happened was just a one-time lapse in judgment for both of us. Surely we can be friendly and civil for a few weeks more. 
Dory managed a weak smile and fought the controls of trembling in her hands. Brad stood and faced the fireplace. He hoped Dory didn't see the pain and disappointment in his eyes. He'd revisited that kiss in the kitchen countless times and knew that her response was more than hormones or familiarity. This was the perfect time to Dory to express her feelings. What, what did he expect? That she would throw herself into his arms and express her undying love? Well, she didn't. So they would spend the next few weeks being polite and she would go back to her city. Life in the ranch would be his. They had to make the best of it for Samantha's sake. Brad broke the awkward silence by saying, um, Hey, I, I tell you what, why, why don't I take my two best girls into town for dinner tomorrow night? You, you deserve a break. Who'll watch the plays? Rosa won't be back for a few days and we haven't left it unprotected since the seed was dumped, Dory answered. I'll have one of the hands sleep over and stand guard. What, what do you say? Brad asked with a smile in his voice. Dory said, I would like that just fine. Thank you, Brad. You're very kind. They both murmured good nights and went to get bed, but neither one slept much. The ride to town the next evening was fun. Dory and Brad sang songs with Sam and talked about the schedule for the harvest. They went to the best restaurant in town and Brad ordered a steak with all the trimmings. Dory ordered a smaller version of the same and Sam ordered her favorite spaghetti and meatballs. Look, Daddy, I finished all my dinner. Sam beamed with sauce smeared from her nose to the tip of her chin. I hope you got as much in you as you got on you. Brad said as he wiped her face with a napkin. It's fun with you and me and Dory. I hope she never goes away. Brad looked in Dory with eyes that pleaded for help. Well, uh, I had a good time too, Pumpkin. And no matter what happens, the three of us will always be special friends. That's right, honey. We're, we're a team, Brad chimed in. Sam's eyes sparkled, and she said, Yeah, like the Three Stooges. They all collapsed in laughter. Brad put his hand on top of Dory's on the table and smiled at her. She felt a strange quickening of her pulse and a lump in her throat. She dismissed it to being tired and emotional with the events of recent months. After all, She'd lost a father, gained a farm, a husband, and a daughter. That was enough to make anyone dizzy. Still, Brad's eyes had a softness she hadn't seen in a long time, and he was a very attractive male. To him, she was still that pesky kid. The kiss was a one-time thing not to be taken seriously. The ache in her heart would fade once she was back in Denver. Out for a night on the town now that Rose is back, 
Maureen's Babcock's voice brought Dory back to reality. Oh, hi, Maureen. Brad and Dory spoke together. Uh, Rosa won't be back for a few days more, but we decided we needed a change of scene, Brad continued. Daddy said he was going to take his two bestest girls to dinner. We left Slim to watch the farm, Sam replied. Maureen smiled, and Dory noticed that in spite of her friendly demeanor, there was something about her that didn't ring true. Don't let me intrude on your evening, Maureen said. Uh, won't you join us? Brad asked. No, no, thank you. I'm waiting for some friends. Have fun, Maureen replied as she walked away. There was a comfortable quiet in the car as they returned to the farm. I really had fun tonight. All the activity was too much for Sam. She fell asleep as soon as we left the restaurant. Brad observed as he glanced in the back seat at his daughter. As they turned into the farm driveway, Dory stifled a yawn as she replied, Yes, it was a lovely evening, but I'm glad we're home. I'll carry Sam straight up to bed. The headlights swept across the yard and porch. I'll go relieve Slim. There he is coming out of the barn, Brad said. Dory turned her head toward the barn and saw Slim emerge, take a few steps, then stumble and fall. Oh, Brad, he's hurt, Dory exclaimed. Making sure that Sam was secure and still asleep in the back seat, Dory followed Brad as she rushed toward Slim. Brad helped to prop Slim up against the barn door. What happened, Slim? Brad asked. I, I don't know. Someone slipped up behind me and hit me on the head. I just came to. They broke up all the tractors and the combines, Mr. Taylor. There's no way we can bring in the wheat crop now. We'll worry about that later. Let's get you some medical intention, Brad insisted. While Dory put Sam to bed, Brad brought Slim into a house and forced him to lie down on the couch in the den. Dory could hear Slim's protest that he was fine and didn't need to be fussed over, followed by Brad's firmly pride that he would stay put until the sheriff and the paramedics came. Finally, the sheriff and the ambulance were gone. Slim was going to be fine after a few days of rest. Dory was in the kitchen making coffee. Dawn was breaking on a new day and an unsure future. Brad came in from the barn and slumped in a chair on the kitchen table. It's worse than I thought, Dory. The machinery is beyond repair. All that hard work for nothing, he finished dejectedly. Don't you dare give up. There's got to be a way out. What way? Six months is up, but without that crop, I'll be bankrupt before you can sign your half over to me. You might as well go back to Denver as soon as Rosa gets back. It's all over. Dory growled through clenched teeth. Don't you dare give up. Not after all that sweated effort we put into this. Sam said we were a team. We're more than that. We're a family. 
Dory stood over Brad with her hands on his shoulders. You are the strongest, bravest man I know, and I'll stay here until we bring this crop in if I have to cut it all by hand. What about Denver and your job? I love my work, but I love you and Sam so much more. Did you say you? Brad was stopped in mid-sentence by the sound of engines slamming doors and voices. Someone shouted, Come on out, Brad. We got work to do. Brad rose slowly and opened the kitchen door to reveal the yard filled with his neighbors and every able-bodied member of their family. Among the crowd were Gloria and Coleman Dickerson. Coleman put his arms around Brad's shoulders and said, All of us are here to help you bring in your crop. We got tractors, and we're ready to work. A chorus of agreement rose from the crowd. I, I don't know what to say. Dory replied, Just bring in the crop. We'll talk later. Brad took her hand, looked into her eyes with smoldering passion, and said, Yes, we definitely will talk. Gloria Dickerson took Dory's arm as they walked back into the kitchen to begin preparing meals for the workers. She saw the smile on Dory's face and the light in her eyes. She gave Dory's shoulder a hug and says, It appears that you and Brad took my advice about keeping an open mind about possibilities. I guess we did, Dory replied. Everything was going to be all right. She was sure of it. Things did indeed go well. Their crop and everyone else's crop was harvested and sold. And while it was a tight squeeze, they were able to pay off all the debts and still have enough left to make repairs and get what was needed for the next planting season. Life had been so hectic, Glory and Brad hadn't talked about things. There'd been a brief embraces and smoldering glances, but no real discussion or planning. Tonight would be different. Brad went to town early in the morning and wouldn't be back until early evening. Most of the hired hands after the harvest had gone back to their homes and families or taken a vacation, and so Rosa was also given a night off, leaving Dory and Sam alone in the house. Dory planned the day so Samantha didn't have an afternoon nap, and her eyes were drooping as she ate dinner. Do I have to eat my spinach? Samantha whined. Yes, you do if you want dessert, young lady. It's your favorite kind of... Dory's reply was cut short by the flash of headlights from a car coming up the driveway and then a knock at the front door. Dory frowned and pondered out loud. I wonder who that can be. Brad would have driven around back. Sam, you keep eating and I'll be right back. Dory turned on the porch light, looked out of the side window, and opened the door to a familiar face. Oh, hello there. What a surprise to see you, Dory said. The visitor didn't reply, 
but suddenly two men materialized from the shadows and pushed their way into the house. One man grabbed Dory, pinning her hands behind her back. The other rushed toward the kitchen, and Dory could hear Sam's startled cry as she was lifted and carried toward the front door. Struggling to free herself, Dory shouted, What do you want? Leave Sam alone! She turned to the familiar visitor and pleaded, Why are you doing this? Suddenly, Dory's nose and mouth were covered with a cloth, and the sickly sweet smell of chloroform filled her nostrils. The last image she had was that familiar face smiling with evil satisfaction. They got the crop in and everything seemed to be okay. And then it looks like Dory and Sam have been kidnapped. Really? Ooh. The plot thickens. Tune in next week for the finale. Final episode of Harvest of Love. And a very important announcement about our next project. See you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.